Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, December 10th, show number 159. And uh, we have Felix Fafunik. Fafunik? Actually, know. there should be another F in there. It should be Fafufnik. Fafufnik. F-O-O-F. And Jerry Teaser. Hey, everybody. Back after uh, feeling a little under the weather last week, I guess uh, back up to what, 98%? Yeah, 98.5. Okay. 8.6, somewhere in there. That's, that sounds pretty normal. <laughs> Coming at you live on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, wherever uh, you're watching us, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget you can catch us on demand as well on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, uh, whatever. Whatever you listen to your podcasts on, we're there. Uh, tonight on the show, uh, joining us, uh, I see we got a couple of guys uh, already waiting in the wings here we have uh rich france zach heiser uh, both of horsepower happenings elliot aldrich and Dwayne hancock of uh dirt nerds and hancock there of on the throttle we've had Dwayne on all he Dwayne's like involved in everything I mean, yes afcs and uh last year the attica oak shade uh late model series I think Challenge he might, did yep. he do some stuff for uh the attica waynesfield late models too not last what, year. Waynesfield didn't run last year, so I, but I can't remember what he did the not year Wayne, before. Not Waynesfield, Wayne County. Not Wayne County. Yeah, Wayne County. There you go. I think that's what it was. A little slow. <laughs> One of those Waynes. Yeah. Uh, big news uh, this past week. We have a uh, sponsor for some studio equipment. It's not here. I'm still using my kid's old uh, headset from his gaming stuff. It turns cool colors on the side. You can't really see because I put a little sticker over it, but... Um, Next week, we should have uh, our back to our full capacity with some uh, some good equipment and everything. So uh, thanks to Oakshade Raceway for hooking us up with that. They're going to be uh, on board for, for the next year, uh, along with our other great sponsors. Make sure to support our sponsors because they're the ones that keep us going. And uh, if they're not going, then uh, we're not going. And if the crawl isn't going, then I get yelled at. So got to click on that to, to get that going. So, again, thanks, Ron Miller Race Cars. Give me a call, 734-856-7223. Uh, what's going on up there at uh, your, your shop, Felix? Building Fremont trucks, buddy. I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's been it's been good. Okay. Keep them busy. Any discounts? Any deals? Any specials? Any Christmas uh, specials? We're, we're heading towards Christmas, and uh, gift, gift cards. cards gift cards are one-size-fits-all. They, they work well, so... I mean, I mean, nothing, nothing against tires. Uh, there, there's nothing that says I love you for Christmas more than four tires under the tree. But um, a, a lot of times, a, a gift card is a whole lot easier. There you go. Sometimes, you and, and that way you're sure you'll have fresh tires in the spring, not last year's stuff. Okay, that sounds good. I probably should turn my phone off, huh? I think I've done this <laughs> once or twice before. You know, just a suggestion, Scott. Yeah. Um, whether it's from me or, or whoever, uh, safety equipment is always good as a Christmas present. Uh, Bob Barker, he's at it again. Okay. Um, anyway, safety equipment is always a wonderful Christmas present because it's good not only for the person that receives it, but the family member or, or good friend that gives him gives it to him because they know it'll help keep him safe. So. Helmets, driver suits, gloves, shoes, um, head and neck restraints, uh, and they're all affordable. 
All right. Then. They, they don't have to break the bank. So give Ron a call, 734-856-7223. Yeah. 856 race. Yeah. Got to thank Oakshade Raceway again, as we mentioned. Uh, we're the fastest meet the race. I told them I would give them uh, the studio naming rights, you know, like uh, we had with Ron Miller Race Cars uh, a few years ago. Uh, they didn't want that. So we're not going to be at the Oakshade Raceway studio, which wouldn't really be at Oakshade Raceway. That seems to confuse some people. But uh, thanks to them, uh, they just had their awards drive through this past weekend on Saturday. So uh, things are going to be kind of quiet from them for a while. I asked about the schedule for next year. Um, it's going to be a while before, before we get that. So just hang tight. I'm, they're working on it. And uh, as soon as they get stuff set, they'll, they'll get it to us. Uh, Mill Street Speedway returning to action on January 2nd with the Hangover 2. That's uh, following Sandusky Speedway on New Year's Day, Saturday the 2nd. Head on over to uh, Mill Street Speedway. And uh, more information on there at millstreetspeedway.net. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a fun event. Hopefully there's a lot of snow. Snowballs will be thrown, but you can't throw them at the, at the uh, flag guy and get a uh, free hot dog. No, flag guy's way, way, way too close there. No, that, that would, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to Big D's Pizza and Clyde. Mention the Hammer Down Racing Report. Save 10% off any order, 495-471444. Um, and also uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. Are you a hunter, Jerry? Not not uh, for the birds. I don't like not chasing ducks. <laughs> well, they have the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or uh, give them a call, 419-800-8100. And, uh, yeah, I don't know too much about that. but So if you want a real goose, all you got to do is call now? I guess my, my mom has a, a goose that she dresses up. It's like on her uh, little porch. I don't think yeah. these are the same things. These are a little different though. Yeah, these are, yeah. I'd be a wider, okay. I bet. I'd be okay if you shoot it though. <laughs> like a stone geese, but anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, we uh, mentioned last week or uh, past few weeks, we were uh, trying to get some new video, put together a new show opener for next year. I, we got a, a lot of response on it. a lot of stock car footage. We got some late models and, and, uh, and stock cars. I would like to get some open wheel cars. Uh, so if you have any footage, uh, shoot me a message on Facebook after the show, preferably. And uh, we want to get some more stuff. We'll, we'll talk to Dwayne here in a little bit. I'm sure he's got some more footage. I think that's where we got some of our footage uh, for our current opener. Scott, do you have the ability to uh, put a DVD uh, on, on digital so you could uh, use that? I mean, take footage from a DVD? Yeah, I could do that. Cool. Yeah, you got DVDs? I've got some videos that date back to nineteen thirty, late eighties, oh, okay. late eighties at Brian. Oh, that'd be cool. That. And and, uh, and I think there's some oak shade footage. Excellent. Well, we'll talk after the show. Okay. One last thing before we get to uh, some racing information here. And uh, bringing up our guests here in just a little bit, uh, I want to remind you that time is running out to vote for us. I think I voted today for uh, the Toledo City Paper Best of Toledo in the uh, local uh, podcast category. We've been uh, nominated there. We've been pushing for the votes. So you can vote every day. The uh, voting ends on Tuesday the 15th. So, And if you try to vote twice, it, it won't let you. It won't let you unless you log in with a different email. And, right. You know, 
you know, that's a lot to ask to use all your emails. If you vote for us from one of your emails once a day, that's all I expect. I expect no more than that. You'll be all right. Yeah. And no recalls that way. No recalls. No, uh, yeah. No voter fraud. <laughs> Although nothing, I don't know. Nothing, I don't. Nothing going to the Supreme Court. I don't know right. what, uh, what for, what, uh, platform they're using for these votes. So I, there could be, some, I know some people are paying for votes. I'm yeah. just, we're just begging. We're not actually paying. We're just begging for votes. They're, uh, they're, they're probably using dominion. So we're, yeah. and we're moving on now. Uh, Jerry, uh, what's that <laughs> racing roundup? This week's racing roundup brought to you by the Bieber Institute of Technical Chassis Healing. Tony Bieber, longtime racer, second generation racer, also does great repair work on sprint cars. Get a hold of Tony for all your sprint car chassis repair needs. And his fiance, Jackie, making some great looking shirts for Tony. One of my favorite. Working the voodoo on his sprint car chassis. So get a hold of them for all that. With the racing roundup, random stuff, not a whole lot going on, but Chris Smokey Madden finishing the year off. The way he hopes to start 2021 by picking up the win in the Drydeen Extreme Dirt Car Series Grinch 40 Saturday at Volunteer Speedway at Bulls Gap, Tennessee. And 26-year-old Ty Majeski won Sunday's Snowball Derby at Five Flags Speedway in his seventh attempt. Uh, Derek Thorne led most of the race and settled for a second-place finish ahead of Chase Elliott in third. Elliott finished third after starting 31st in the event. And that does it for this week's Racing Roundup, brought to you by the Bieber Institute of Technical Chassis Healing. All right, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's bring in our guests. Uh, we'll bring in everybody here. We got Rich France. We got uh, Elliott and Zach and Dwayne. And... Uh, <laughs> I was I was told to uh, to change your name there. Yeah, I, I see I see uh, Jerry uh, kidnapped me already. Uh, yeah. first, yep. uh, first off, I want to thank all you guys uh, for joining us, uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about each of your guys' shows as well as uh, I kind of want to discuss some of the bigger uh, stories uh, in racing from uh, this past year. Uh, but before we get to that, though, Jerry was telling us a little story, Dwayne, about something that happened at Knoxville. You, you want to want to fill us in on that? Things happen at Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Lot, most of them stay in Knoxville, but this one I think can be released at this I point. It's, it's, it's been uh, fifteen years. Well, yeah, uh, you know, Jerry and I each gave each other crap about this LaJoy thing. Well, long story short, Jerry and I went over to another race besides Knoxville, and uh, being the you know race fan I am. I was trying to help a a, a female uh, along to, at the races, you know, like educate her a little bit and such. And uh, she followed us back to Knoxville, and uh, things were going very well. And uh, you know, first time there's a sprint car race, so Jerry, Jerry and I was just kind of escorting them around, you know, helping them out. And then all of a sudden, she seen Randy LaJoy. And uh, he took her, and he had her dancing on his golf cart. And uh, my friend for the week I had set up, Randy of the Joy stole. Uh. <laughs> How long ago was this? The 04, I think, Dwayne, or 05? Oh. Jerry says, look on my face, because I bought tried flipping his golf cart over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. uh. Randy LaJoy, I mean – yeah, that's what I said. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, you got this there. I've never lived down since. 
Yep. Been a great story, but been a great yeah. joke between f- two friends and we pick yeah. on each other a lot of years about it, but it's, it was a good time. But of course, first time I go to Charlotte, to the world finals, I go to Bob Evans and sit in a booth and what pictures on the wall? Randy LaJoy. <laughs> so I had to send a picture to Jerry. I'm like, I can't get away from this. <laughs> so I assume that uh, that you're not a big fan. Well, you know, I, I can't blame a guy. She's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some respect for, for Miss LaJoy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. If I had a golf cart with a stripper pole, I probably could have stole her too. Right. (laughs) Wow. Great opening of your show, wasn't it? Excellent. So uh, let's uh, let me. uh, Where do you go from here? I don't know. know. How about let's let's talk to uh, the horsepower happening back. Uh, I probably won't have as exciting of a story as that. Yeah, no, no, I won't. Let's uh, well first before let's talk. Tell, tell us about uh, horse, horsepower happenings, uh, where it's available, when you guys uh, are on, and and everything. Uh, let's sure. start with well, that. Thanks for having us on, Scott. Uh, I'll kind of take the lead here. We are available on uh, most streaming platforms for podcasts, including SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, and uh, those sites that are, are like that. We've got a website, horsepowerhappenings.com, and, of course, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we do our best, just like you do, Scott, to cover racing in the Great Lakes region for uh, circle track, pavement, dirt, doesn't matter. We uh, we try to get, get out there and cover all of our Great Lakes drivers. And uh, just got back from the Snowball Derby, as a matter of fact, listening to Jerry's report there. Spot on. Great job. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun to cover those drivers down there. And, uh, you know, my background, I used to announce at Butler. I announced with the American Ethanol Tours and uh, announced with uh, the Great Lakes uh, Super Sprints this season. And, and Rich is, is really close to you, Scott. Uh, Rich, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Zach, Zach and I have been together, gosh, February will be two years now. Horsepower We've happening. We've been doing this, yeah. Zach and I. So um, I spent 25 years racing back and forth between Flat Rock and Toledo and, um 2014, after I retired, Scott Schultz and Ron Drager asked, hey, how would you like to join Gary in the booth? Um, I guess I talked too much. They figured that part out. So, <laughs> so um, I've been with Gary Lindahl for five years. Um, I guess we can't count this year because we only worked together one day, one night. Um, and then I worked with Zach on the ethanol tours for a couple years. And um, now here we are with you guys. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we actually uh, got, got to meet you uh, out at uh, Oakshade this year. You had some uh, some free time, so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah I came down there. We were, uh, you know, Zach and I normally over the past couple of years tr- have, have tried to be at the same racetrack together uh, for our coverages. This year that wasn't happening because there was so little coverage. We kind of split up going around to different tracks so we get more content for the show. So I came down to visit you guys, and uh, that was a night Tyler Carpenter picked up the win over Rusty and um, and had a good time that night. It was nice meeting you and Ron. We had a nice conversation, had a great time. Through the years, we probably met a few times uh, back when I was doing track service at Flat Rock and uh, some at Toledo. Yeah, probably around, but it, it was the first time uh, we actually I, took about 10 or 15 minutes to talk. Yeah, well, and I uh, a lot of times I had people doing that for us. We kind of split off and go different directions. So, yeah, but uh, it's good catching up again, Rich. Absolutely. Did you see, uh, Rich, uh, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago that Tyler Carpenter had some 
family drama, I guess you could say. Okay, here, here, here is the problem, guys. We have a segment on, on our show called Here's the Deal with Rich France. 90% of the time it gets edited because I don't have a filter. <laughs> and uh, on, that right. subject, on that subject there, we're just going to leave it there. How about that? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you did. had a golf cart. <laughs> I, am well, I am well aware of the situation and, and we'll leave that one there because uh, I would like to talk to Tyler, Tyler one day again. So yeah. we'll that one right there. I, I, I saw, I think it was the day it was happening and then I haven't really followed up. Has there been more developments in that? Should we um, looking into that? Oh, it's from what I saw, I, from, I guess it's a lesson. Don't let your wife get on your racing page, right? There you go. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, you can check out Tyler Carpenter's, uh, I think it's, yeah, his racing uh, Facebook page that yeah. all that is on. So there you go. It, uh, it's probably settled down some. Has it? Uh, I, I hope. Yeah, it was, I, it was not good. Anyway, uh, moving on. Elliot, uh, Dirt Nerds yes. Podcast. Uh, Can you no, hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, you sound great. Okay. You sound a lot better yeah. than I do on this uh, piece Perfect. of crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to Grandma and Grandpa for listening. I uh, really appreciate, uh, you know, Dwayne's story, I'm sure. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't care. They're not watching. <laughs> yeah, I actually knew of Dwayne's story uh, a few years ago. And uh, yeah, I guess, uh, wasn't that a Tony Stewart party too, Dwayne? Yeah, there's one of those too. Look at Jerry. He's like, yeah, there, there's quite a few that we try to not bring out on social media. <laughs> the Tony Stewart's swipe or snipe one of your uh, potential ladies too? No, no. No, he was just hosting the party at the Dingus. So it was a VIP. And uh, yeah, that's why she got in the party and Dwayne didn't. So. <laughs> 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 so where where can uh, people check out the Dirt Nerds podcast? Uh, yeah, anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify are kind of the big ones. And then, yeah, your Stitchers, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, oh, sorry. Probably not supposed to say that out loud. Sorry, Scott. Um, all those, uh, you know, lovely platforms out there uh, that you can find podcasts on. We're, we're on there as well. I'm just not allowed <laughs> to talk about it. So. Um, and Dwayne, uh, you do, you're yeah. part of the Dirt Nerds podcast, but you also uh, do another thing on the radio because you he does lots of things. You, know, you don't yeah. you don't have a lot to do, so you do the on the throttle then uh, on uh, what QCT over there and Brian. Yeah, uh, Q965 uh, WQTC. They went to FM, and uh, it's actually still on their AM station too. But uh, every Monday, uh, just after the new news, we do on the throttle. Uh, Jim Funderberg and I. So. Uh, Try to talk to a lot of local racers, uh, some national racers. We've had some on it, and other people, you know, in the business, like uh, such as yourself. Uh, we've had Elliot on. Sounds like we need to get Jerry on, but <laughs> we don't have an edit button, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's the trouble with uh, the radio stuff. That's right. You no, know. we've only had one person. Um, you know that we could have used that but for so uh, after three and a half years i thought that was pretty good especially when you talk to a lot of racers well, so then you're due for somebody like me again that's right <laughs> <laughs> trying to think we yeah we've had some issues but luckily yeah the podcast we can we're fine we can do right? <laughs> but uh, it looks like uh looks like we lost zach hopefully uh he'll get connected here until oh, then did you guys scare him off what i don't know until <laughs> then you're you're the uh sole representative from horsepower happenings oh boy that's a lot of pressure yeah. scott <laughs> all right back, back to you i kind of wanted to do a kind of a year in review kind of deal and get uh get your guys's input on what you guys feel the biggest sto stories in racing were 
uh, from this past year, you know, uh, being that maybe the Ryan Newman crash at, Day at the Daytona 500, uh, the year Kyle Larson's been having and sprint cars and well, anything he runs really. Um, you know, what, what, uh, what would you say has been the biggest story of 2020 as far as racing goes and um, other, than, other than COVID? Yeah. You want it national, right? Not, uh, not our local, anything, local, anything. I thought it was pretty, pretty darn cool to be honest with you. I, I was there to watch it. Um, when Dono Marcullier picked up, uh, his first summer, uh, nationals hell tour win, uh, first driver from Michigan to win in over 10 years, uh, up at Tri-City Motor Speedway. And he had to beat Frankie Hackenass Jr. to do it. Uh, and Rusty Schlank. He, it, it was an, I was there. It was an incredible race. Um, 10, obviously big $10,000 win for Rusty. And then, uh, you know, one uh, A and one B, I guess, would probably be Travis Stemmler uh, winning the the inaugural All Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series for Merritt Speedway and Tri City Motor Speedway. Uh, Travis Stemmler was just flat out on fire all season long. I think he went, uh, I think he went uh, six consecutive races, uh, six consecutive feature wins between Merritt and Tri City through the middle of the summer. So uh, around here, I, I think that was pretty impressive. And, pro and probably the biggest story, you know, that kind of worked out in the end was um, how bad the Kyle Larson deal thing started and just how good it ended up for him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's had a roller coaster year, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, what did, what did he win, 40-some races this summer uh, after getting in trouble? And then, uh, you know, um, Hendrick couldn't just keep his hands off him, I guess, after all after all that. So. We'll see what the sponsors are in the car. I haven't seen those yet. Haven't heard anything about that yet, but we know he's got a ride for uh, 2021. I think he's a pretty saleable driver. You know, I, I, there are people out there that will overlook one little faux pas and he's going to be fine. You know, they probably will Ron, but at the time um, nobody wanted to touch him with a 10 foot pole. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess well, it was, it was just really tense times right then too. So I think those will fade. Yeah, and, and I think that, and that's why it took so long for anybody. You know, he did what he had to do. He had requirements that he had to accomplish um, with you know, NASCAR. Yeah, with NASCAR, and he completed those. And you know, I think for most of us, time heals all heals all wounds. So uh, we'll have to see uh, in February at Daytona how that all works out. So, how well do you think that's going to work out? Driving the five car for uh, Hendricks next year. Uh, I think I think it's going to be just fine. I think he's going to win more races. Um, for that team. And, you know, he'll do a lot better. Um, it was, he has more teammates to work off of, I think with Hendrick Motorsports. And I think that's going to uh, do nothing but help Kyle Larson. What do you think uh, all the sprint car drivers uh, will be thinking next year? I'm sure he's going to hit some sprint races, but he's not going to be winning uh, 45 or however many it was this past year. I, I think most of them are glad he got a ride in NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think his contract's going to let him run some some uh, sprint races, open wheel stuff? You know, I I don't know. Um, you know, we we were down at uh, we were down at Snowball Derby this weekend, and we got a chance to uh, talk to Chase Elliott. Uh, sure. Interviewed him and Terry Seneker, and uh, you know, Chase Elliott's going to get in some dirt this weekend down at Millbridge. I saw that. And then and he's first time he's ever been in that. And uh, and then he's gonna he's get he's kind of doing that to get ready for the Chili Bowl, which he's which Chase Elliott's gonna run. Right. So um, Hendrick lets Elliott do that. Maybe that's how 
maybe that's, uh, you know, kind of Larson's foot in the door that got him. Although Chase Elliott did say that uh, Chase Briscoe was the one that hooked him up with that midget ride. So we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, I think Kyle Larson will still be able to do his own thing. They may, want to keep him, they may want to keep him off of iRacing for a while. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's just a matter of how valuable a property Mr. Hendrick thinks he is. He, my opinion, he's pretty valuable, but, he, you know, he has to do his thing. He has to follow the rules, and he, he has no room for error, to be honest with you, I think. Now, you mentioned the uh, that late model series that Merritt and Tri-City put together for, for this year. I guess that was pretty popular. How well did that uh, that go over? Oh, it was it was amazing, uh, Scott. I mean, Mike that that was Mike Blackmere's doing. He wanted to come back with something um, after the ethanol tours ceased operations at the end of 2019. Um, ethanol tours shut down the late model tour and the modified tour, and um, he wanted he, he loves his late models. The fans up there in Northern Michigan love late models, and um, Mike Blackmere is not afraid to spend money. And he puts the money out there and the drivers will come. I think he had three $10,000 to win races up there this year. Uh, and that, you know, and, and even though he had a, um, you know, the, the hell tour race, that wasn't, uh, that, you know, that wasn't his doing, but that wasn't part of that. But, uh, yeah, he had three other $10,000 win races, some $5,000 to win races. Uh, and the whole championship paid $10,000 to win. So he put quite a bit of money into that. And they are saying, uh, word has it, that in 2021, he will be having the highest paid race at Merritt Speedway ever. And we already know in the past, he has had a $15,000 to win race. So is it going to be 20? Um, that's my guess. Do you know if that's if he's going to have that series again? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're already putting together a schedule. They have some of the dates. Uh, you know, it's going to probably start uh, around Memorial Day. That That's when he started uh, this year. And then he wraps it up at Battle by the Bay at, uh, at, at Tri-City. That's usually the wrap-up for it. So, And then how it all depends how the season goes, you know, with, um, with the pandemic that we're going through. He never yeah. – once he started, he never got – he had approval for everything, and, uh, and he motored straight through. They didn't have a problem up, up in northern Michigan at that time. So he, he didn't have any shutdowns really whatsoever that I know of. All right. I got a message from uh, Zach. Apparently his internet went out. So I told him as soon as he comes wow. back, uh, he should be back. But what happens out in Hillsdale all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Elliot, what, uh, what do you think the biggest uh, story is uh, from this past year, local, national, whatever, as far as racing goes? Yeah. The national, uh, Kyle Larson's a hard one not to bring up, right? 45 wins between however many uh, classes I was fortunate to be there the night he won in a late model, uh, at Port Royal actually too. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, locally, uh, sprint car driver that comes to mind is Cap Henry. Uh, I know Dwayne, you know, knows him pretty well. He's run AFCS obviously. And Dwayne can speak to some of that, but, uh, two all-star, you know, speed week wins, and then a Pete Jacobs Memorial win for whatever, $13,000, that was a pretty good resume year for uh, Cap, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a picture that I think Fremont put out on there. Oh, that 2007. It, yeah, <laughs> I was like, look at that hair. I gotta, I'll find that and pull that up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the other big news, I mean, we've talked about on our podcast, if you remember December of last year, PRI time, this awesome big-time 
partnership of Scott Bloomquist and Chris Madden and, and Drydeen were coming to fruition and they're going to rule the world in 2020. And obviously the pandemic happened, but uh, there must have been some kind of virus going on at the Bloomquist camp too, because they apparently didn't get along or something didn't work. And they since broke apart. And that kind of uh, was an interesting story too. There's, <laughs> there's Cap from 2007. When he was uh, 305 rookie of the year, looking good. If you're listening to us on uh, on iHeart or, pod, or uh, any of the podcasts, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You're gonna have to check out uh, the video so you can see the picture, or visit uh, Fremont Speedway's Facebook page. I like that. That's very nice. So, uh, Dwayne, what uh, what do you think the biggest stories of this past year were? Well, obviously Larson, but I think. Um, one of it was uh, the crowds. Once the tracks could open up, I mean, I think everybody that opened up, the crowds were excellent. I mean, uh, uh, local and national. I mean, I went to Williams or um, BAPS Motor Speedway there in November, uh, just a regular show, uh, 50 degrees uh, on a Saturday afternoon, and there was like 7,500 people there. I mean, just for the season ender and stuff. So, I mean, I think that was one of the things. Uh, we wasn't sure what was going to happen with the pandemic and if people would come out to the tracks. But uh, tracks that opened, I think, uh, from some of them I talked to, had their best year ever. Well, the fans really supported the tracks that could manage yes. to open this year. Uh, and that was phenomenal. Yep, I, I think so, too. It uh, shows uh, the sport's uh, pretty strong even uh, through a pandemic. As, uh, the, right. And, you know, close, of course, some places were closed and some people could travel. But still, uh, you know, you weren't sure uh, if people would stay home, if they wouldn't. And some tracks uh, took a lot of risk. And uh, I think it uh, rewarded them pretty well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is already carrying over into next year with the Daytona 500 being at, at limited capacity. Um yeah. And I put uh, something on the news tonight about uh, the vaccine was get got the endorsement of something. So hopefully this thing works and we can get all this behind us and back to uh, shoulder to shoulder crowds. Well, and the Pfizer one has been approved and there's three, I think, more vaccines that are in the pipeline. So uh, I think it's going to look a lot better. All right. Who, who thought we'd be talking about vaccines on this show? Uh, Zach, you know, with me and Wayne involved, it could be anything. Yeah, that's true. Racing's <laughs> wrong. Uh, Zach, what do, what, do you, what do you think the biggest story in racing was from this past year? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I obviously agree with the Kyle Larson deal, and, and I think Ryan Newman's accident at the end of the Daytona 500 was really captivating. It kind of reminded us all that, um, oh, man, guys can still get hurt in, in racing. I heard Ron talking about safety at the very beginning of the show. And of course we participated in the lane automotive safety summit in the spring. So, um, you know, glad he was okay, but what a great reminder that to, to put safety at, at number one, but I, I want to bring up uh, Carson Hosovar, the Portage, Michigan native. I think that the summer that he had and the success that he had in the truck series with uh, no practice, mind you, right. He got behind the wheel of that truck with no practice on road courses and ovals that he'd never been to before and did well enough to get himself a full-time ride next year with Nice Motorsports. And so how awesome is that? And, uh, you know, the, the amount of wins that he got and the high profile wins that he was able to get as well. Um, I think that that really was, it was a story for the better part of the summer. Now he was obviously disappointing down at five flag speedway over the weekend, but um, I don't know. Because Ron originally picked them. Is that what it was? It was because Ron picked them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
That's all right, Ron. We'll let that one go. And uh, you know what, though? He did great things with Johnny Van Dorn, and he did great things in his own equipment. He's a heck of a wheel man, and he's young at just 17. So it's going to be exciting to see where he goes. And then I also heard Rich mention, you know, Dona Marcoulier's tear up here in the state of Michigan, um, becoming the first Michigan driver to win a Hell Tour event in, in over a decade. Um, that was a pretty big deal as well, and uh, really, really cool to see that happen. That surprises me. I find that hard to believe with all the, uh, the drivers up there that he's the first one in, in so long to actually win a Hell Tour race. So it's kind and of a gut check. Is a spectacular driver. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of a gut check too if you're a Michigan late model driver or a Michigan late model fan because we always talk about how this region has some really good late model drivers and how they are some of the best, but man, it really puts into perspective how good those Illinois boys and those Missouri guys are too when they come up to town and, and uh, uh, you know, how good they are, how good their equipment is, whichever it is, probably both put together, um, really kind of gives you a gut check if you're a Michigan late model driver or fan. And uh, our guys hold their own, but the stats don't lie. Hell Tour Week is Hell Tour Week, and uh, uh, they had some work to do, and they got it done. I think they all looked really good this week, and, and Dona was the one that was able to park it. Zach, I'm sure you're aware that there, there's two different tire brands that are prevalent in the state. And if everybody was on the same page, um, I, I think the results would be a lot better when the big boys come to town. Yeah, you know, we, we have talked about that on the show a couple of different times. And, and now the tire discussion has, has now evolved thanks to uh, Thunderbird and Winston Speedways into a pro versus super late model discussion. Um, right. But I, I got to tell you, a lot of guys love their American racers. They're cheap to buy and they hold up from what I'm being told. Absolutely. A, a Absolutely. lot better than the Hoosiers. But they're, they're, apparently there's something to be said for that national sanction uh, that, that there's still a core group of drivers, Ron, as you know, that would prefer to just run UMP. Right. Let's switch gears a little bit. You said uh, you were down at the uh, the Snowball Derby down in Florida. Yep. Yep. First uh, time. The Snowflake 100 was that. That was uh, Saturday night, I believe. <laughs> That's correct. A little, little bit of. Uh, it seems like I don't. I don't know what it is, but at least the last two years, there's always some kind of controversy coming out of uh, you know Five Flags Speedway and the Snowball Derby. Um, the Snowflake 100. A uh, little bit of controversy there at the end what was uh, your take on it and give us a little bit of details on what you saw down there well unfortunately i didn't see it live i was parked on the back stretch uh watching things from that angle kind of helping our safety crew uh that was servicing the event but i did of course get a chance to go back and watch it uh through speed 51's highlight reel and i gotta tell you as a former race car driver uh i i believe that that steven nassie got the raw end of a deal as a official, as a, somebody who's been in the officials booth, um, I think it's a live judgment call. And just like the NFL, uh, officials get it wrong. And I think they got it wrong. I think that there's a history there between Stephen Nassie and Bubba Pollard. I think that Bubba Pollard and Stephen Nassie are outstanding race car drivers. And Bubba Pollard knew what the game was. He knew he was going to get hit going into turns three and four. He knows he doesn't like Stephen Nassie. He knows there's a history with Five Flag Speedway. And uh, Stephen Nassie gives him a shot, and Bubba Pollard does not do all he can do to save that race car. He does all he can do, and this is my opinion. Uh, he does all he can do to send that car for a ride and says, I'm going to do my best to make sure Stephen Nassie doesn't win either. And that's what I believe happened. Now, Rich has a different, a completely different angle at it, and, and I can kind of see that as well. Yeah, I, I, um, I was checking it out, and, and we were at Speedfest when this happened, uh, when, when we kicked the year off. Uh, that started as it was eerily similar, almost identical. 
to what happened at Speech Fest in Cordial, Georgia. Um, you know, Zach's exactly right. You know, you knew Bubba Pollard knew he was going to get uh, roughed up in three and four. There's no way he didn't. He's been doing this too long. He's won too many races, especially with Stephen Nance, Nassie behind him. Um, you know, Pollard had it saved. You could see the tires. He had it saved. Then Nassie's door to door with him. So Nassie helped him save it. Then Pollard lights the tires up. And I think what he was trying to do was go back and turn Nassie before he could get away from him. And he missed him. And then Bubba Pollard spins out and Nassie drives away. I agree with Zach. Um, probably not the best call in the world. Sometimes you got to get, I mean, all over the country, you see last lap contact. Uh, you see it in, you see it uh, in the world of outlaws, dirt late models. You see it in Lucas oil. Uh, and they don't, uh, you know, they don't uh, disqualify these drivers. So I don't know. I, that, that was probably a bad deal. Um the first one down in Cordial was probably okay, but uh, not this one. Uh, this, they should have just let this thing go. And the problem I had was the length of time. They they let the house announcer interviewed Stephen Nassi as the winner, and then disqualified him. So how long that, was that? That's the problem I had with it. It it felt like an eternity. I mean, it was long enough for a crowd to gather around his car. It may have. I'm going to say this. I'm going to, it may have been only five minutes, but it was long enough for, for them to get the initial part of tech started, and it was long enough for them to get a crowd gathered and make the announcement on Speed 51 and finish the interview, Scott. They were done with the Victory Lane interview, and then they got the call that, that race control had, had not disqualified him but penalized him, uh, sending him to the, to the uh, last car in the lead lap. Do you think they had uh, access to video showing a replay? Well, here's the theory. Here's the thing. I know for a fact they did, Ron. They had uh, Speed 51 brought some video boards and set them up on the infield. Um, and I know that the tower was watching them to help make calls. Oh, I think we lost uh -oh. him again. <laughs> but I don't think. Oh, there he is. Oh. Are you there, I, Zach? Say, I, don't, I don't think that uh, race yeah, I, I still got you. You got me. Okay, yeah, 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 we're good. I don't. I don't think that race. Con uh, just to finish this off, I don't think race control made the decision to go back and use replay because it's a live action sport, and and I don't know that it's in the rule books for them to use the replay to make the call. Is it? But that's uh, just my opinion. That's just. Uh, is there any uh, sanctioning body that uh, handles that race, or is that just the uh, the local officials there at Fly F Five Flags? Uh, so it's it's a it's a local race. It's a five flags race. So it's not CRA sanctioned or Southern Super Series or anything like that. Um, so it, it's a local sanctioned event. It's five flags event, and uh, so that's the thing. Um, I don't really know what the rule book looks like. I don't know what the rule is. Um, so that that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's bring in uh, the Dirt Nerds guys on this. Did you guys uh, happen to see that incident at the Snowflake, or at least a replay of it? I did. Oh, yeah. oh, probably did. Yeah. What, uh, you, go, what... you go first, Dwayne. Uh, I think he got ripped off, too. <laughs> I mean, uh, that seems to be the consensus I mean, so far. I mean, well, uh, yeah. And, and to me, um, it seems like there's uh, a lot of that in pavement racing judgment calls like that. And uh seems like, uh, like I said, there's been a history there. And plus, a few times with Nasty there, uh, I think last year he got disqualified, too, didn't he? The year before there too so uh yeah there's a little bit of history at the speedway there too so uh seems like he's uh to me he's got the raw end of deal a couple times there 
Well, yeah, here's it, what I, oh, I, go ahead. I just want to I just want to say this, and I don't want to take away from your opinion, but I would I do want to mention, and maybe this will give you some food for thought. After tech inspection, Stephen Nassi went into a closed door meeting in the tech barn for I don't know how long. We left, and he was still in there. Um, so he definitely got to speak his piece about what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. He was in there for quite a while. And I, yeah, I'm kind of on the same line. It's, it's weird. It's always weird when something like that happens because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, my biggest thing was I kind of have Zach's, you know, opinion too, where Bubba starts getting turned. Does he do enough to save it? Does he not? Whatever that is, is what it is. But I've saw some, past events races come down to the same type of moves and there was no penalties issued so that's kind of where the consistency over time to me says it shouldn't have been a penalty so that's kind of you know rough driving or not it's it's kind of a a, you know a tenured thing of how have they done it in the past fair enough uh another big story that kind of came out of uh everybody everything getting shut down was real racers playing video games (laughs) I racing, I guess. I mean, what what do you guys think think about that, uh, Elliot? We'll start with you. Well, it's Dwayne's favorite thing in the world. You know? um, um, no, me and Dwayne are both, although he's a uh, way older than me, but um, we both uh, have the kind of the same opinion of it, it's fine, it's cool, it's it is what it is. I mean, if, if you like that stuff, that's great. I don't have anything against it. I just I don't have the time to do it personally. And it's just one more thing for me to to take away from other stuff. And uh, again, it's, you know, and the fact that someone's, you know, career almost got trashed over it. Honestly, it wasn't over iRacing. It was obviously over the, you know, the talk on iRacing. But, you know, granted, that was bad timing, right? There's nothing. There was no live sports at all going on in the entire country. Hell, in the entire world. There was absolutely no live events of any kind really going on. And, you know, it's just any media, especially at that time, was looking for anything uh, to, to report on. So that was kind of a, a, a just a really bad storm. But it's just me and Dwayne kind of both like it's fine for what it is. And it's just maybe not for us. And I just don't have time to get into it personally. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's why I am. I mean, as we said, I, I'm doing all these other things. I don't have time for it. And uh, um, the positive of it, I think, is when they did a few live deals on TV. That's the thing to me. Okay, we can throw the iRacing live, but we couldn't get a late model or sprint car race live on TV for 30 years or 40 years, but we put the game on. But uh, anyways, uh, the positive is that brought some new attention to the sport. Even though uh, people started watching this and that, and I think some of that carried over to some of the fans coming to the racetrack. But uh, yeah, I just don't have time for it. And some of these guys are nuts putting, you know, $10,000 in one of these units to uh, drive an iRacing, but then they can't buy tires for the race car. So. Ron will build one. <laughs> uh, that, that was uh, the one thing, yeah, we found interesting was, you know, these some of these drivers, not all drivers by any means, but some bigger name drivers even, you, you see how they're, you know, they talk about their pension pennies and, and everything, and then they buy an $8,500 sim rig over the winter because they're bored when they're not racing, making money. Uh, this is kind of comical. Well, guys, <laughs> do, you think, do you think the sim racing helps them on a racetrack? Do, do sim racers... Uh, do very well when they go from sim racing to real racing. They'll as a rookie. Thought, 
Yeah, you know, you know, Ron, we had, uh, I was waiting. We actually stooped that low, actually. We went and got uh, Parker Retzloff um, <laughs> and got him on the show. He, he's an accomplished iRacer right. and, he's, and right. he's a super late model driver uh, out of Wisconsin, I believe. Um, and very good, very good pavement driver. And, um, you know, he won a couple races on iRacing and Zach says, let's get him on. I'm like, this is all we got, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we, 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 any guests in the area weren't doing anything. You know, nobody was nobody was racing. This was in April. So, um, you know, we had him on and, and you don't want to call these. You you do not want to call this a game because these these guys will hang you up to dry <laughs> if you call it a game. Uh, they are very serious about this. And like you said, uh, you talk about these rigs that they have. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they have. Eight to ten thousand dollar rigs um, to kind of keep them in the game, so to speak, till they get in a real race car. If nothing else, I learned a new, uh, new phrase, rage quitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I nearly did that a couple minutes ago when my internet went out. Just, you know, <laughs> put the table, you know? Is that what you do, Scott, in your bomber? Uh, yeah, I rage quit. Every, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've had enough. I'm out. Um, let me, let me ask you guys uh, one final question here. Um, we'll kind of break this up by show. We'll, we'll go back to the horsepower happening guys. Um, what, uh, what was your favorite uh, interview that you've had on your show or who I should say, who was your favorite interview you've had on the show? Zach, go ahead. You, oh I, man, I was, I was worried you're going to do that. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, we, we, we have talked to so many, so many awesome drivers from around here, but um, you know, I think one of my favorite interview uh, in, people to interview as far as content that they'll give you is Josh Fry, um, street stock driver on the dirt. And uh, of course, have done has done some great things on Ber at Berlin and on the pavement scene. And, and he is so well educated in the sport and uh, is such a good talent that it, he and he's a smooth talker. You guys know what that is worth. And, and he uh, is it's just a great interview. Um, but one of the guys that we had a, a chance to talk to during uh, the, the initial shutdown there in the spring was uh, none other than the Motor Racing Network's Jeff Striegel. And that was a lot of fun to be able to pick his brain and, and talk about what he was seeing on the national level. And then, of course, owning a Berlin Raceway team, uh, what he was seeing on a local level. I think for me, talking to Jeff Striegel was probably so far one of my more favorite interviews. And I guess uh, for me, I, I got to go back to, uh, you know, summer of 2019. We went on a the American ethanol tour down into Illinois. And, uh, you know, Kenny Wallace was supposed to race at the, at, at, uh, farmer city the night we were there. Well, Kenny made a last minute choice, uh, not to come to farmer city. And, uh, so in his, while he's driving to Missouri to the next race, um, he stuck with us and we did the interview from the trailer at farmer city, uh, while he was in his rig going to Missouri. So we had, Kenny Wallace was, I mean, you, you can imagine that interview. Uh, oh, yeah. th that, that was just a ball. Um, you know, I had one I enjoyed last year at the Rumble at Fort Wayne. I, I, I was able to get lucky enough where Tony Stewart sat down with me for about five minutes and we had a conversation. Um, and then obviously, you know, Chase Elliott from this past weekend, which was almost, almost didn't happen. Uh, but we got to thank Terry Seneca for, for working that out for us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all those guys are, you know, the, you can really tell the difference. Uh, they're really polished uh, speakers, so the interviews usually turn out real well, and and they make it makes it easier on us. What about uh, what about you, Elliot? Wow, it's uh, 
it's tough. We've actually been fortunate. Uh, we've had a lot of good guests. Uh, we just had Chet Christner from Flow Racing last uh, this past week, which was actually a really good interview. Um, we had Brad Sweet the week before uh, and Devin Moran the week before that. So we had some three good ones right there in a row. Um, you know, we had Rico Abreu in the past. We've had Paul McMahon, Casey Schumann a couple times, World, uh, Outlaw, World of Outlaw Series director for the late models. Uh, one for me personally was with Larry Bose, actually, um, from Eldora Speedway. I set it up. It was just me. Dwayne wasn't with me on this one. Um, I just set it up with him to try try setting something up. And he said, well, why don't you come down to the banquet and we'll do it after the banquet. So, you know, I, what time? 10 o'clock, 1030 at night after the banquet, you go into his office, you know, and you're sitting in and I'm sitting in his seat, of course, because I had to set everything up. So he let me sit behind his desk. I gave him a microphone across the desk and we did an interview uh, till about midnight and I got home about two o'clock in the morning uh, that night. So, you know, I was just I've known Larry since I was a little kid. You know, we, we grew up going to Eldora camping on the weekends. You know, if there was a NRA sprint car race on a Saturday night, my parents would go Friday night. You know, we'd go down as a family, get an extra night of camping in. So that one's sentimental to me. Um, and it's it's been great, too, just because, you know, obviously I knew Larry okay before but ever since then you know we always take a second to, to kind of stop and talk to each other whenever we see each other even as crazy busy as he is down at Eldora sometimes what's uh what's your favorite guest you've had on uh, on the throttle Dwayne on the throttle um my favorite uh was oh when was that a couple years ago I had Jason Johnson Yo, yeah, Brad, you, yeah, yeah, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, both, you know, I mean. But I yeah, uh, came before Scott. So. Right, that's right. Well, you always finish before him, right? You're always ahead of him, I mean. <laughs> but uh, Jason Johnson, we got, I got Jason Johnson. I, I was friends with Jason um, for many years, and two days after he won the Knoxville Nationals, which I was out there, and I talked to him on Sunday uh, on the way home, I said, any chance I can get you on the radio show on Monday. And, uh, yeah, he, he came on the show and is one of the best because he's still, you know, if anybody's seen his uh, motion in victory lane and afterwards and just how that race went, uh, banging wheels with Donnie shots last two laps and just, uh, how Jason, what is as a person, how much he cares. And we had him on there and all that emotion was still there. And yeah, I mean, he started from day one when he was 19 years old and smacked the wall, uh, mill stream. I remember that. And he goes, man, you are old. So, you know, hell, I will like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, that was the best one. And then we all know uh, how that story ended, um, you know, uh, you know, with him passing in an accident, but um to me, that was one of the best ones we ever had was uh, Jason Johnson. But we, we've had some good ones, too. Josh Richards was a great one. I had Josh Richards on, and uh, he was really, really good. And uh, we've had some really good ones. Um, Cody Swanson. Uh, Craig Mintz is always good for a local guy because uh, he does so detailed. You know, uh, he brings uh, new listeners in by just uh, him, him and Ryan Missler's video. You know, Ryan Missler did that video with him, and Craig just explains everything so well. And like you guys said earlier, well spoken. And uh, so that that was some of them stick in my mind. And of course, you know, uh, uh, Ron Miller, Scott Hammer, Elliot. You know, um, <laughs> I, I I'm never gonna have Jerry on. <laughs> or Jerry, he'll tell more. I have to get but... Zach and Rich on now. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good there you go. I should have asked uh, what who your worst guest was. What we're not gonna. Dwayne Hancock. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Aldridge. <laughs> uh, hey, Dwayne, uh, uh, you're doing the AFCS stuff again next year? I know That's we- the plan. Yeah, yeah, we already have uh, the Attica date set, and uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully this weekend I can get with Fremont and get their date set, but uh, have uh, a lot of sponsors back on board, so I haven't talked to all of them yet, uh, and uh, got a couple new ones. Uh, I got to make a proposal yet before uh, Monday night for uh, – a new one and hopefully we'll have some other ones on. So, uh, uh, without the pandemic, hopefully we'll have, uh, back up to 1820 races again. What about, uh, your Hoseville, Ohio auction? Well, hopefully, uh, you know, with this pandemic and everything, uh, right now I got to work that out too, but I think we're going to do uh, March 6th again with the swap meet at Fremont, the spring swap meet that worked out great last year. Um, and it sounds like they're on board to get and do that. We might not try to do four things on the same day uh, with just like three of us trying to run it. So we'll probably do the auction and the chili cook-off and probably the car show. All right. Well, keep us keep us updated on that. We'll help oh, yeah, that. for sure. We will. Uh, last question for all you guys. And, Dwayne, we'll, we'll start with you since uh, we're talking here. Uh, Who's your next guest uh, on uh, on the throttle, and uh, when uh, when can people listen to that again? Uh, it's uh, Mondays, uh, just after noon, noon news, and uh, I'm not sure who we're gonna have uh, this week. Uh, we have to do um, everything on Zoom, and trying to get some of these racers to do Zoom has been very hard. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. And uh, I got some personal things going on right now in the family that I'm not sure if I'm even gonna be able to do the show on Monday yet. So. Uh, We'll, we'll find out here uh, in the next I, day or two. Can I make a suggestion for a guest for you? Sure. How about Randy LaJoy? I would definitely. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'll ask his, uh, um, his nephew, Jerry, if we can set that up. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, who, uh, who you got coming up next uh, on the next Dirt Nerds podcast? Oh, it's actually, I think, uh, well, nobody uh, for next Monday. We, we release on Monday evenings, Monday nights. I actually currently have COVID-19, uh, so me and Dwayne did it uh, remote with an interview. Uh, last week we said, yeah, hey, we won't schedule a guest this week just because I didn't know how I would be feeling. I just got tested Monday. So we, it was just a regular regular uh, episode, me and Dwayne, just answer some fan questions and stuff, obviously pending uh, schedules and stuff right now. But one thing I did want to mention, when you bring up Hoserville, we have a little yeah. joke uh, <laughs> on uh, on the podcast about Dwayne Camper hopping. I'll take two. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. So for the look, Dwayne's Dirt Track Camper Service, uh, 1-800-CHECK-UP, and then, uh, yeah, what happens at the track stays at the track. So, uh, the start out is a joke, and it, it is a joke, but these are $5 a piece. I've got uh, a bunch of them sold already. For $5, though, uh, 100% of every sale, 100% of the sale goes to Hoserville. So uh, Dwayne and, and Hoserville lost out on some money this year, obviously, with pandemic, you know, limiting events and stuff. Luckily, they got their March auction in, but even through the summer, they try to do a few things. So this is one thing uh, as a Christmas present for Dwayne I, uh, I came up with, and uh, it's gone off pretty well so far. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Zach and Rich, uh, who do you got coming up on your next show? Well, I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only Monday night podcast that is uh, still not have a guest confirmed for the next show. But uh, we're working on getting Kyle Crump. He just won the Modifieds of Mayhem Championship, which runs down in Florida and Alabama and Georgia. And yes, Kyle Crump is from Marion, Ohio, but he was chasing racing this year. 
uh, Kyle Purvis. I'm sorry, Kyle Purvis. I always do that. Even in the stories I write, uh, I always put Crump. Kyle Purvis. I'm sorry, Kyle Purvis. Uh, and anyhow, he just won the Modifieds of Mayhem Championships from Marion, Ohio, went all the way down to race in Alabama, Georgia, and Florida this year because of the pandemic. And uh, he just ramped that up on Sunday at the Snowball. So we're trying to get him. And then uh, we got to get Andy Bozell on here soon. He just won our uh, HBH Best Driver Challenge, a uh, little promo that we're doing on social media. And so we got to get him back on. And uh, we're, we're getting ready to start our next uh, one of those challenges, too, coming up this week. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, any chance uh, any of you guys will be out at any of the hangover races, either at Sandusky Speedway or Millstream? Well, Rich might be hungover, but I don't know if he's going to go to a race. <laughs> we sure like to see you guys. <laughs> You mean the, you mean the Ron Miller pre trophy presentation ceremony? I hey, come on now. <laughs> I'm still chasing that uh, that guy that they named it after. So, wow, yeah. Yeah. How, many, how many trophies you got there, Ron? Fifteen. Uh oh, from the hangover. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's I don't know, thirty or forty back there. I don't know. <laughs> well, we got uh, the hangover going on dirt and asphalt this this year. So. Uh... Maybe we'll get the dirt nerds guys out to, to Millstream. Maybe yeah, I haven't. Uh, I just haven't thought about it yet with everything going on. So uh, I, the second yeah. doesn't sound like a bad idea. You just yeah. have COVID. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. If I you'll be you'll be one, fine by then. Yeah. If I hit one, it'll be Millstream. But uh, I actually might uh, try to hit four eleven that week and uh, two. I don't know. We'll see. All right, see what well, happens to me now and then because I don't there, think I'm doing you, the Chili Bowl. So you can't would, do too many races there, Dwayne. Come on. I, I know it. I know. <laughs> and Scott, if I could mention, mention something real quick. Um, we're also coming up here, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. We're gonna get uh we're gonna have Bill Barnhart from the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club on the show. And uh they had to cancel the fan club banquet uh, that usually occurs in January, and because they honor all the track champions throughout Michigan. Uh, that are involved in the fan club. Well, they couldn't do that this year. So uh, Bill Barnhart called me and, and asked if he could come on the program and honor all the track champions uh, that are fan club members. So I think we're going to have Bill on the show and do that. So at least they have something for the champions that did run and did win championships. Uh, at least they get some kind of acknowledgement and then probably have to wait for their plaque in 20 late, you know, 2022, early 2022. <clears throat> Very nice. Well, I appreciate uh, all you guys coming on. Uh, I don't know. I was getting to, toward the end of the year. I was trying to come up with uh, something different to do. And I was like, hey, how about we have all these other guys from these other shows on and maybe get together, maybe a little cross-pollination of uh, audience there and see how things go. So maybe we, maybe we just have to do this again sometime next year. Yeah, yeah, Scott, when you mentioned it, I thought it was a great idea. and I, Wait, I, knew I had a great idea? Yeah, don't start. I, I knew we wouldn't be short on material. Yeah, and you screwed that up after the opening with Jerry and I. <laughs> like, this is a bad idea, bad idea. Uh, it's definitely fun, guys. I uh, appreciate all you guys uh, coming on here, and uh, we'll definitely be uh, checking out your guys' podcast as well. All right, thanks for having us. Thanks, right. guys. All right. Hold on. Now i got to figure out how to remove you guys. I apologize here. A <laughs> little slow. We'll get Randy LaJoy in and we'll get rid of Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thanks again to uh, Rich, Elliot, Dwayne, and Zach. Uh, Rich and Zach from Horsepower Happenings and uh, Elliot and Dwayne from uh, uh, Dirtner Podcast and also Dwayne from On the Throttle there. Uh, we did actually invite uh, Jay Funderbert. Funder, wait, oh, he just left. 
Uh, but uh, he said he was a little green, so he didn't want to want to come on. But he helps out with on the throttle there. So uh, definitely some cool stuff. Got some racing news to get through. Um, Sandusky Speedway has announced a Run What You Brung show for the end of 2021. It's going to be really? held on October 30th. Ron, how much did you have uh, to do with this? Really not much, Scott. You know, all last year we had been talking about doing the Dirty 30, and uh, I think that kind of planted the seed, but uh, I forget who it was. Somebody somebody suggested it on uh, on uh, Chris and Doc's show, or Chris and Doug's show. Hmm, crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a good time. We'll definitely looking um, forward to it. I'm sure we'll see some more information about that. Actually, we're going to have uh, Chris and Doug on next week, along with Scott Warner, uh, to talk about the the hangover races. We'll have to ask about yeah. that on what your brunch show as well. So, uh, oh, don't forget uh, coming up a little bit later as soon as we get through the news here, your chance to win a free Big D's pizza with uh, how many? And we'll find out who won last week. Week before NASCAR's uh, cup, the NASCAR Cup Series takes the dirt at bristol motor speedway the uh, track announced it will host the inaugural bristol dirt nationals it'll be headlined by dirt super late models and is uh, going to be supported by several other dirt classes that are, will be announced in the future the dates for that are march 15th through the 20th no shock there as we've seen uh, the world of outlaws have been there uh, i don't know if it was uh which uh sanction it was for the late models that ran there back in, was it 2000, 2001, early 2000s uh, when they put the dirt down. But uh, Probably the extreme dirt cars or the yeah, extreme series. Yeah. I'm not sure that it was sanctioned. No. Well, we'll find out uh, more about this. So that's kind of cool. At least they're making some use of that uh, dirt at Bristol for not just the Cup Series. Some cars that'll probably go a lot faster than the Cup Series. Well, and I'm sure they need a, a week of running the track in so that it doesn't uh, create any real issues when the cup guys do get there. I think that was part of the deal too, that they yeah. get the track uh, run. It was stars, late models, Randy Roberts, Star stars and have a Tampa. I remember them. Or he's asking, was it the stars? I don't know that it was. Is ha have a Tampa. Yeah, speed sport. yeah. Have a Tampa. I think yep. have a Tampa was gone uh, way, way before the uh, Bristol race. It okay. says here on, on Speed that's Sports. That's what it says, huh? Yep. Okay. That's where I'm getting that one. All right. Fine. Uh, Action Express. That would been the end of <laughs> Action Express Racing in concert with Hendricks Motorsports will field a second entry in the Rolex 24 on January 30th through the 31st at Daytona. Uh, the all-star driver roster of the number 48 Cadillac, I wonder where they got that number, will feature <laughs> a sponsorship from Ally and include seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, 2016 NTT IndyCar Series champion and uh, 2019 Indianapolis 500 winner, Simon Paginaud, and two-time Rolex 24 winner. I don't know this guy's name. I can't, come on, I can't, can't a guy. And uh, Kamui Kobayashi. That's the one. Thank Yay. you. Yay. <laughs> uh, I know Kobayashi because he's guy he eats all the hot dogs every year at the July 4th thing. I, I want to know more about this, but I don't. The, the competitive eating deal every year on July 4th, they, they do it at uh, Nathan's Hot Dogs up there in Long Island. 
You've and also uh, Mike Rockefeller, <laughs> uh, the fourth member on that team. So they got an all-star lineup there, all-star hot dog eater, as well as seven-time IndyCar champion there. So that'll be interesting to see. Wonder if they have they'll have Daytona hot dogs there. Uh, the USAC Silver Crown Series <laughs> released its fifty-first uh, season uh, schedule, and it consists of twelve events, seven on the dirt, five on the pavement. Indiana's Winchester Speedway will make its first appearance on the Silver Crown schedule next year, launching the new season on Sunday afternoon, May 9th. Winchester last hosted a USAC race a decade earlier in 2011, a uh, sprint car race that was actually won by Tracy Hines. Uh, once thought to be lost to history just a short while ago, the Hoosier 100. I'm sorry, the Hoosier 100. There's no one in there. Hoosier 100 um, will return once again in 2021 for a 66th addition on the one mile dirt oval at the indiana state fairgrounds uh this is gonna be thursday night may 27th two events of course scheduled for eldora speedway the first is scheduled for june 26th they'll be returning uh return for the uh, running of the uh, 39th annual four crown nationals on september 24th and 25th and the season finale for the usac silver crown series will once again be at toledo speedway for the rally beetle classic on october 10th the day after my birthday Happy birthday to me. Excited to see that second date at Eldora. The Silver Crown cars put on a whale of a show. Definitely some good racing there. Some uh, more USAC news. USAC Amsoil, Amsoil uh, National Sprint Car Series unveiled next season's schedule as well. It includes 50 events from coast to coast. coast, to coast. The Winter Dirt Games marks the beginning of the campaign with three consecutive nights in Florida at uh, Bubba Raceway Park, February 11th through the 13th. Series will make three appearances in Ohio. Going to be at Eldora, May seventh and eighth, and September twenty fifth as part of the Four Crown Nationals. Due to challenges uh, resulting from the ongoing COVID nineteen pandemic and the need for significant planning, NASCAR officials have removed the planned Auto Club Speedway event in Fontana, California, from its schedule. In place, all three NASCAR national divisions will now compete on the Daytona International Speedway road course during the weekend of February 19th and 21st. That's one week after the Daytona 500. Bush Clash has also uh, been scheduled to take place on the road course at Daytona this year. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the NASCAR uh, weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, which was to serve as the second event on the schedule, uh, will now take place the following weekend, February 27th and 28th. Uh, in addition, you know, I, Scott, I, sorry about that. Time out. I don't mind the road courses as a uh, temporary snack. I, I sure hope that NASCAR doesn't go there as a regular on a regular basis. Um, not that big of a fan. I know where Dave McManamy works. Yeah, I had a job interview there. Ah, <laughs> sorry. Back to that. That was a comment on our Facebook. If you're listening to us on uh, our podcast, <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. Uh, anyways, back to this. And yes, I agree with you, Ron. Uh, we reported uh, what was it like a month ago that uh, I lost my spot here. That uh, California dirt. Auto Club Speedway was going to be uh, reconfiguring, dirt. not dirt. Short, short. There you go. Yes, they are going to. They've confirmed the planned reconfiguration project that would turn the two-mile oval into a short track venue. Uh, it's not going to be completed until at least 2023. 
that means any events at the track in 2022 would take place on the two-mile oval. So we won't see any racing action there until um, 2023 on the, the short track, at least. So that's a, a little while off. Uh, Ken Schrader has, uh, had always planned to return to the Midwest, and now the time has come. Schrader and his wife, Ann, have sold their Concord, North Carolina race shop and began the process of moving to St. Louis, Missouri. Schrader enjoyed a lengthy career in NASCAR that saw him make 763 NASCAR Cup Series starts, earning four victories along the way while driving for some of the sport's best-known team owners. Schrader says he has no plans to give up dirt racing. His modifies are housed at his shop in St. Louis, which he has uh, said he's expanding to approximately 20,000 square feet. How big your, how big's your shop, Ron? Uh, 2,400. So this is sometimes that's that yeah that's that could fit a few cars. Scott, I'm impressed that you came up with the math that quickly. I know it's crazy. It's not your long suit. I don't know how that happened. Uh, and I actually did a ride along with uh, Kenny Schrader at Toledo Speedway a year or two ago. That was pretty interesting. The first laps I had taken around Toledo Speedway. Yeah. 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 It was different. I wanted to drive it. I he wouldn't let me <laughs> drive it for some reason. I don't know why. But he did. I remember that he asked uh, where the uh, where they're running uh, UMP modifieds because I think uh, that was the night he was going to be racing at Lima Land and uh, uh -huh. they canceled because of rain. Uh, you didn't tell him that you were a trained professional and you you could take a couple of laps. I I mistakenly did tell him I think and I think that's a mistake to tell a race car driver because then he's going to try even harder to try and scare the crap out of you, which he didn't really. I wasn't doing the Daryl Waltrip thing when he took the ride yeah. with Tony Stewart at Eldora. Um, Superstar Racing Experience update for uh, those of you who don't know the uh, Tony Stewart and uh, I can never remember that other guy's name. Ray Everham. That's him, the old Jeff Gordon crew chief. <laughs> uh, their series that's uh, kind of going to be like the IROC series. They uh, have the confirmed drivers so far, and we've been mentioning these as they've come along. Of course, uh, Tony Stewart, Tony Kanan, Paul Tracy, Bobby Lavani, Elio Castroneves, Willie T. Ribs, Mark Weber, he's from uh, Formula One, uh, Bill Elliott, Ernie Francis from uh, Trans Am, and then I guess uh, I hear that there could be some um, other drivers popping in, but not running for the, the championship series. Like maybe Chase might run. Uh, I'm, I'm available. Ron Miller could be part of it. You never know. That's it. <laughs> uh, I'm, Eldor, I'm okay. As far as tracks for the series, uh, they just announced a second track. Uh, the first one, of course, Eldora Speedway, no shock there. And uh, second track has been uh, unveiled as Lucas Oil Raceway, formerly, what was it, Indianapolis Raceway Park over there in uh, Indiana. So they got at least two tracks, no actual schedule yet, but uh, they're supposed to be racing Saturday nights this uh, coming summer on CBS, I believe. So that'll be interesting. Jerry, you're pretty well connected with the uh, folks at Eldora. Uh, is, the, uh, is the Bristol thing going to be an annual event, or do you think they'll be coming back to Eldora with the trucks or maybe everybody? I, the way it looks, I haven't really talked to anybody down there recently. I, I, I would like to get more insight, but to me, I think it's a good idea to try movement elsewhere and try some different things. NASCAR took a big hit in the last 10 years, 15 years. Really? This is a definitely a step in the right direction to get their fans back. 
We'll see if it works. The grand experiment. Oh, oh, I hate seeing that Eldora off the truck series schedule for next. I year. do too. Yeah, yeah. they're they're only going to have a handful of dirt. You know, maybe one or two dirt races every year. And there's so many great dirt tracks that I think that the trucks would run great on. I think it's a great idea to move it here and there and, and move it around. You know, kind of like the All Star Race should have done for years instead of always being at Charlotte. Now that they moved it to Bristol, you know that's that's going to be fun. Springfield, yeah. Illinois has got a lot of uh, experience with stock cars and Ducoin, uh, and, and yeah, absolutely. Well, let's play. Uh, how many? Let's wrap things up here. Um, chance to win a Big D's pizza. Last week's how many was uh, not really a. So much a how many as a two a who many or who many. was who was uh, going to win the snowball derby this past Sunday and that winner was Ty Majeski and Ron changed his vote he put a comment in and I saw it so and it was before the cutoff to Ty Majeski so Ron is uh, the show winner he doesn't yeah. win these pizza but uh, Matt Swander also picked Ty Majeski and he's surprisingly the only one uh, that picked Ty. So uh, Matt Swander gets a, a Big D's pizza, and well, congratulations to him. So this week, I have two options for, for how many, and I'm going to let you guys choose which one we go with, because one of these would allow for pretty much anybody to be in the running for the Big D's pizza, but uh, and the other one is more of a crapshoot. So the first one was how many touchdowns will be scored uh, total in the Ohio State-Michigan game? Huh. I'm sorry, the canceled Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday. So, basically, the answer's zero. And so, uh, that's one option. The other option was, how many inches of snow will we have between now and next Thursday at 5 p.m., as recorded at Toledo Express Airport? Which I also think is going to be zero. Yeah. But it could be different. I don't know. Oh, come on. So, so which, which one do you guys want to go with? It's going to rain all weekend, and there will that's be no snow the on the ground. So that's that, the yeah. question. It's not the question. Which one should we go with? I guess it doesn't matter. If you put zero in the comments, you're entered into uh, win a Big D's pizza <laughs> for next week. How's that? Yeah, and Scott will spin the wheel to find the winner. And Scott Warner, you're not going to win. Well, I guess he may win if we do the snow thing, but... You never know. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of put everybody in for next week for uh, for that because, of course, there's not going to be any touchdowns scored by Michigan or Ohio State. Not that I care about that because I'm a Michigan State guy. So I was looking forward to, to Ryan Day uh, trying to fulfill his promise of hanging 100 on him. But, you know. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bad, bad year for college football. Bad year for a lot of things. So, again, just uh, put your guesses in the – uh, just if put zero in the comments and you'll be in the running. So, and you only get one guess. And Scott's going to have to type your name in and we're going to have a hundred people. Gonna wheel wheel. For who's going to win. Yeah. And if you're listening to us on uh, the podcast on iTunes or Google podcasts, whatever, Spotify, go to our Facebook page, go to our Facebook page, find the uh, video and just put your guess in the comments. Uh, as long as it's before, uh, we'll go through midnight on, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night at midnight, end of day Wednesday. Got some upcoming races to talk about for a change. It's been a while. Ooh. We got yeah. uh, two, two races coming up in our area. Of course, uh, we mentioned them earlier at Sandusky Speedway, the Wild Bill Hart, soon to be the 
Wild Ron Miller hangover race. <laughs> Mild Ron Miller. <laughs> Whiskey stock, moonshine stock. Wild Ron Miller, he, he left he left town a lot of years ago. <laughs> and the uh, champagne stock, that's going to be Friday, January 1st. Pits open at 9 a.m., main gate at 11, racing at 1 p.m., general admissions 12 bucks. And then the next day, we're going to do it on the dirt at Millstream Speedway. The Hangover 2 race, same classes, same rules, whiskey stock, moonshine stock, and uh, champagne stock. Pits open at 9, main gate at 11, racing at 1. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, that's what we're going with. And uh, <laughs> general mission $12 there. If uh, you do plan on racing that, it's not mandatory, but they would like uh, to get uh, some information. Confirmation. Confirmation, yeah. Uh, head on over to SandowskiSpeedway.com, and uh, you can pre-enter there it doesn't cost anything you just want some information in my race so is it in my race yeah, pack? It connects to my race pass. Yeah, connects, connects to my race pass and you can uh, get on there that's right i did that a while ago and i forgot about it <laughs> so there you go a couple races coming up we'll see if we can get a, a forecast uh well i guess uh for next week's show because that'll be our last show for the yeah. year as uh the next two thursdays after that's new year's eve christmas eve and new year's eve and he's going to have to dig into the deep extended forecast yeah, for us. Yeah, be a deeply extended forecast. Maybe we'll, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be into that today, into the 10 day forecast ish. Ish. <laughs> or I can see, maybe I'll put up uh, just a video with just his forecasts uh, shortly before. Ooh, ooh, if we can get him to do it from under the Christmas tree, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like his picture? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't have any there, but yeah, yeah. We'll definitely use that. So next week on the show, uh, we're going to have uh, the Hangover Race preview with Doug Dock, Chris Mize from Sandusky Speedway, and Scott Warner is going to join us from Mill Street Speedway talk about all the uh, the final arrangements for that, any rule changes or anything. It's pretty much going to be the same same stuff other than the snowball rule for the flagman, and we'll talk about that all next week uh, as well. And if there's any potential issues by uh, any of the COVID stuff, but I think everything for that is looking okay as far as outdoor activities uh, go. So as long as we're done by 10 o'clock at night, we should be good. And as long as we're done by 10 o'clock. And I think the latest I've ever left Sandusky Speedway was 6.30, o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And that was on a, like a blizzardy day. Racing was very slow and there were a lot of cars, but it was fun as heck. So that's uh, coming up next week. So again, after that, uh, the following two weeks, we're off for Christmas Eve and uh, New Year's Eve. We'll be back in January, hopefully with a new opening video. Again, if you have any video uh, footage from any racetrack, really, as long as you own the footage for it and you're willing to let us uh, have uh, the rights to use it for our little opening montage, uh, shoot me a message. I saw I actually got uh, one or two here while we were uh, doing the show. But uh, yeah, we're looking for some more open wheels. I forgot to ask Dwayne when we had him on. I'll, I'll shoot him. He's still, he's still listening. That's why I'm making comments. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, shoot a, shoot a link to uh, whatever footage that you may own that we can use, and uh, we'll see about putting that in there. We'll give you credits in the end credits of the show for next year, too. That means I got to that. Steve has some uh, footage from the indoor show. And we got your old footage from uh, the 1930s to put on from, there as well. That's right. Looking on the board track? That. Is it on the wood board track? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't even have seat belts back then. They just kind of <laughs> fell out. Barney Oldfield and I were having a lot of fun back then. <laughs> God, if it helps any, just bite me, okay? 
Uh, thanks for listening to the Dave Cameron Field Correspondents, uh, Matt Swander and Doug Doc. Um, don't forget to call our uh, Hammer Down hotline. I forget. Uh, I forgot the number. I got to actually look at it here now. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Bam. 419-318-3081. We forgot to promote this last week. You can call, leave a message anytime. Uh, we'll put uh, put you on at the end of the show, unless uh, it's totally psychotic. No, even better if it's totally psychotic. Definitely call, <laughs> leave a message on there, and we'll put it on there. Um, and we prefer that you tell us who you are, um, but you don't have to. So we'll, we'll leave that option open for you. So there you go. Again, that number... 419-318-3081. Call anytime, day or night. It doesn't matter. Nobody's actually answering a phone. It's a Google number, so it just goes straight to voice. And if you forget the phone number, just go to our uh, Facebook page. Facebook page and, and watch the entire show over again. And when you get to the end, <laughs> have a pencil handy. And, and then when to, also another thing we need you to do, uh, and only through Tuesday. I mean, you could try and do it after Tuesday. That's fine. I don't think it'll work. But uh, make sure to vote for us for the Toledo City Papers Best at Toledo. Uh, under the local podcast category, we have a post pinned on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash hammerdown racing report. Uh, so it's right there at the top and just click on it. It takes you to the media page. You got to scroll down. Well, you got to wait for it to load. I found that it takes like a minute for the, the actual categories to pop in. Uh, while you're scrolling down, you'll see meteorologists. Make sure to vote for Ryan Weekman, our official weekend weather pit stop forecaster meteorologist guy. He was actually one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show. We had that. Oh, we had a great time with him and Rusty Schlink yep. in the studio. And with, yeah, Rusty, I think, well, learned a whole Ryan bunch of had never heard about the vortex theory. I know. Yeah. He thought we were, we were bullcrapping him. <laughs> so definitely worth checking out there. So uh, please vote for us again. That goes through Tuesday, the 15th. Um, I mean, it's an honor to have been nominated. We appreciate everybody supporting us uh, for that, but it would be awesome if uh, we could actually win this thing, we're not paying to uh, to get votes. I've seen other other uh, podcasts have actually paid sponsored posts on Facebook to to get votes. Yeah, I'm not buying yeah. your vote. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to vote for us. That's fine, but vote for us anyway. Sound good? We're thanks serene. for Ron, thanks for Ron Miller Race Cars uh, once again. Three four eight five six seven two two three. Because dogs will not eat you if you uh, go there to get some parts or anything. It'll all be good. Oakshade Raceway, again, uh, can't say enough about them. They're going to be on board for the next year. We're going to have uh, some new equipment. Should be here tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to be totally self-sufficient now. We are our own thing, totally separated from any other entity, but uh, still available on all those other entities. Uh, Millstream Speedway, again, don't forget. Racing coming back on January 2nd with the Hangover 2. Uh, follow them on Twitter, Facebook. You can check those out. Uh, their official ones on millstreamspeedway.net. That's their webpage. Uh, they got their social media connected on there. Big D's Pizza out there in Clyde. Give them a call, 419-547-1444. Save 10% just by mentioning the uh, Hammerdown Racer Report. And uh, make sure to keep listening to the Hammerdown Race Report for your chance to win. Big D's Pizza as well. And, of course, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or give them a call, 419-800-8100. Or, you know, you don't have to use them for hunting, I guess. You could use them as a decoration. Christmas gift? Yeah. Why not? Who doesn't want a duck uh, decoy for, for Christmas? Right? Uh, that'd be great. Sure. Good stuff. So 
Don't forget, tune in next week, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, and Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Hammer Report. If you don't, follow us or like us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube, too. That's cool, too. Follow us everywhere. It's like a, a little cult. We can be a little cult. We won't make you drink the Kool-Aid, though. Yes, sir. I promise. 7 o'clock next week. Again, Hangover Race uh, previews. Uh, we'll see you next week, then. Right? Sounds good. Thanks Doug again, Doug, Tony and Jackie. Doug, Doug Doc, Chris Mice. That'll be a good show. And Scott Warner. And Scott Warner. That's the icing on the cake. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next week. See you, Bye guys. everybody. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!